1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: So let's bring in the big guy himself, Josh Charles, somewhere in an undisclosed location. How are you?
1: Uh, Jerry, good to, good to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm uh Driving back from work right now. I'm in Brooklyn on my way back home into the city. And uh, yeah, I was, um, how's my chair? Uh,
0: I, I was just going to say, for the it. record, I am sitting in your slash my chair, my chair of enjoyment, which is kindly yours whenever you're in studio.
1: I I I, I got to say, the, the guys told me it was your chair and that you probably wouldn't mind I sat in it, but it was a really nice chair. They said you're a little possessive about it. And I was like, okay, I appreciate it. And I'm nice to sit in it very warm, very comfortable.
0: It was an honor to have you uh to put your you your, your took us in that chair. So I the appreciate tuchus. that. The us. How are
1: <laughs> you my man? You good?
0: I'm doing good. Did you see that Sam Cook retired today? Yes. I haven't been to many punter retirement press conferences, but the Ravens saying goodbye to their longest tenured player.
1: Yeah, I saw last night. I think when we were texting that there was going to be a press conference you know today mm-hmm. so they were saying you know i guess people were speculating somebody's retiring it didn't even cross my mind um and i watched the whole thing i heard you ask the question afterwards i heard your voice in there somewhere my smart ass question
0: um, about not going yeah. as long as ray lewis at his hall of fame speech
1: <laughs> that's pretty good i gotta say i i i was i got home for a little bit before i had to go back to work and i was watching it and i, I was crying the whole time I didn't even know. I couldn't even figure out why I was getting so emotional. I know Sam a little bit. I think he's a great guy. Obviously, he's one of the best punters in the history of the NFL. Um, he's fantastic, but he's such a good dude. But I think I was just—I don't know. I think I was emotional because I realized like how long I've been watching this guy play. What a rock he's been for the organization, and the fact that Morgan's gone, and now it's—it's it's just just Jay Tuck creating a new version of the wolf pack I, I felt very sad i mean what those guys did and hearing him talk about it things that even like just a layman fan like me didn't realize all of the sort of innovations that they were doing you know i knew some of them but i didn't realize to the extent that these guys are really breaking new ground and and what a sense of pride they they have rightfully so in that and i was just blown away by it yeah it was a long speech but i didn't care i loved it
0: he's oh it a, was it was very sentimental
1: guy and like that guy doesn't show a lot of emotion. I, 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 this doesn't strike me as a guy does just to be that. Understandably, it's a big day. It's an end of a chapter in his life, but man, I was so moved by it. I just sat there; I was crying the whole time.
0: Well, you weren't alone. It was very emotional being in the room. His whole family was there. His parents were there. A lot of ex-teammates showed up. It was an impressive yeah. showing. Very.
1: Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's like God. What a what a what a what a story, you know, and and. Getting him out of there, and how from that in Nebraska, how long he's been on the Ravens. Just one of I think it also is just like he makes you reflect of your own time, right? You're just like God, we all we all do move on at some point, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he goes back to Billick. I didn't realize that and remember that until he mentioned it. But yeah, he outdates yeah. Coach Harbaugh. I know
1: it was amazing. 2006, crazy.
0: Well, I saw you at the NFL Draft. Uh, we had Charles Davis on from CBS last week. He said he loves seeing you. Uh, what He's was that experience dude. like uh, in announcing Travis Jones' name, maybe as a Hall of Fame career? I know you told Locke and Four and Wyman you want to give them the card. Have you been able to accomplish that just yet? I guess you're busy because uh, you're filming.
1: I'm filming right now. I'm filming a movie, and uh, I am I just finished actually today. I'll I'm, I'm start another one next week. But what I'm I am going to come down hopefully for some point during – you know uh <clears throat> training camp uh or before then the, the uh what's the what's the camp that comes first what's this next one the mini up camp center? the mini camp try to come in for a mini camp and hopefully then I, if he's there I can I can give it
0: to oh he'll be there
1: or just send it to the Ravens I mean i I have it and I have it like in a book protected you know so it doesn't get messed up because I don't know if that was me I would want it you know of I course you have it if he wants it it's a, it's a nice little token of a of a great day in his life. No, that experience was great. I mean, as I said, I was saying it to, to Jason and, and uh, Ken, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge football fan, but drafts for a fan, I don't find them that exciting. I mean, this one had some elements of excitement because of the fourth round. I mean, first of all, what we were going to do in the first round, and then the trade with Marquis, and then, you know, getting the 23rd pick for that, and then trading down to and picking up the, the, the big center. And then the fourth round was six picks. I mean, it, there was some really wild stuff. But as a whole, it was my wife and I was using it as an excuse to get out of town for a little bit <laughs> get away from the kids. And uh, it was a great it was a great time. Got to see Rich and uh, and Peter Schrager and some buddies. And we got to uh, friends just moved there, and so we had dinner with them one night. It was actually it was a nice, nice couple of days. Weather was beautiful.
0: Looked like a great event. It really did. I, I'm sure they'll be back in Vegas very soon. As well, they're uh, going to
1: have the Super Bowl there. I mean, it's a, one thing you realize about Vegas is like Vegas and the NFL are like made for each other.
0: You know what I mean? It's
1: like the, the just that they can close off streets at will, right? That everything's sort of so centralized and it's all right there in the Strip. And, it, you know, I think the Super Bowl is going to be insane there. I'm sure it'll become a staple of, of you know, it'll get very quickly into the rotation of, of one of the places they do the Super Bowl, no doubt.
0: I wouldn't be upset if they hold it every other year in Las Vegas and then New Orleans. I would upset a lot of other cities, but those two are built for Super Bowl events.
1: I, I, I agree. New Orleans. I mean, we, we as Ravens fans have great memories of New sure. Orleans, but that is a great place. I think, in Los Angeles, the problem with Los Angeles is, is just where the stadium is. is a pain in the butt in terms of traffic and getting there. The actual stadium itself in the city of Los Angeles is a great fit. That new stadium is amazing. So, um, But I agree. I mean, this. I think so. It's Arizona this
0: year. Yep. And, Jared, uh,
1: did I lose you? Oh, I got you. Okay.
0: For a second, you did. But, yeah, they're in Arizona this year. And, obviously, teams... cities are bidding not only on the draft but Super Bowls these days as we are speaking with Josh Charles making his way through the Big Apple and some of the suburbs and speaking of uh, cities how about Baltimore and we own this city on HBO I'm now three episodes in yeah I'm behind but I don't know whether to binge watch because I'm one of these people that forget the plot lines week to week and maybe if I watch it all at once it makes for a better watch it's a private dilemma for me but I have begun watching. I know you're playing the role of Daniel Hersel, And I'll tell you this. I didn't notice you until about, I don't know, 25 minutes into the first episode that I was watching that I realized it was you because not only of the weight that you had to add, but the deep Baltimore accent. It took me a while <laughs> for it all to sink in. And I'm like, yeah. you moron, you knew he was on the show. You couldn't identify
1: him. <laughs> No, but you, other people have said that to me, too. You know, yeah, I mean, put on some weight and then the shaved head. And, you know, you're wearing the vest always and that cotton vest. So it's, it's easy to kind of melt into that. Um, yeah, you know, it's an interesting conversation about the sort of binge aspect that we've all gotten accustomed to, myself included, with the, 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 the advent of streaming, right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody's used to that. And it's interesting that you say like It's hard attention span-wise to remember. We tweaked. Personally, I kind of like that you have to wait. I mean, it's sort of like a kid, you know, like you kind of look, you can have the immediate satisfaction and gratification, get that one cookie, right? Or you can wait a week and you can have a few more cookies, right? And so to me, there's something about, you know, taking a little time in between to sort of reflect to think about it and get back in. But I, I hear your point. I mean, especially a show like this that's jumping around a lot in terms of years and it's not a very just straight linear story, right? So it's kind of moving around in times. And it's definitely, it requires some focus of the audience. Uh, And and I I actually like that, you know, but it's not, it's
0: uh, it's a story. And that's the
1: way they want to tell it. And you got to buckle your chin strap and pay attention.
0: Well, I'm going to presume the accent wasn't as hard as putting on the weight. How did you accomplish putting on the weight?
1: Um, The weight, I just, I was lifting a little bit while before it. And then I just ate well, you know. I don't know. Sure I wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to put on like that much weight. I just wanted to kind of get you know lifting a little bit and then just eating and uh, not really worrying about it. And probably probably a few too many cocktails along the way in that nice Baltimore summer, and uh, maybe too many snowballs. You know, all the things that I instead of one maybe I'd have three. Put some marshmallow on it. Um, <laughs> and the bottle act. It's funny, man, because it, you know. As all of us, you know. You live there. It's like it's in my blood. I know it. I grew up. You know, family members have it, friends, and everybody. But I felt because the because Hercel's actually from actually from the city. Actually, you know, he's the one member of the task force that's actually from you know he's from Highlandtown, mm-hmm. and nobody else. You know, Jenkins from outside the city, and the other guys aren't aren't from Baltimore. So. It, it felt like that was something that I, I had a lot of responsibility. Like I felt a tremendous amount of responsibility because even though I know the accent, well, I, I just didn't want to F it up, you know? So I, I, I didn't want you or Jason or Ken or more importantly, members of my family giving me shit, you know, and people in Baltimore, I wanted to make sure like I, 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 I came correct. So I did work. I, I, I worked with a woman, uh, really big uh, dialect coach and I just, I emailed her and I said, look, I, I I know this. I got this guy's voice. I've been listening to a lot of his body camera footage. And I know the voice. Like, and I I know who this guy, I know how he sounds. But I'm just nervous because I told her everything I just said. I said, would you mind just working with me an hour and just, like, I'll run a couple scenes by you. And you can just give me some, you know, tell me where I'm at, like what I need to do, you know. And, and it's just a sort of objective. And I did it and she was like, you're good. You know, she's like, after an hour, she was like, you're right where I want people to be. You just got to relax with it and just let it roll. And so that was the key for me was just wanting to make it, you know, authentic, but not too, too big that it's a distraction. You know, that it's just actually like the way the guy talks, it's real, but that, you know, it's not something that's not the only thing you're thinking about.
0: Oh, it's very real. I want to ask you in conclusion here, what's the feedback been? Because it's a very accurate portrayal, unfortunately, of the city, not exactly a positive one, but the truth has to be told.
1: That's kind of how I feel. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it, it, for me, I knew the story very well because uh, I, I followed Justin Fenton's reporting, and so while it was happening and I was reading his stories off Twitter and, you know, looking on the sun and reading them and, and just saying, this is freaking, this is a movie. This is a TV show. So, of course, it fell into the the right people's hands, David and George, and they know this world well, and it is a painful part of of Baltimore history. You know, as we know, there's a lot of beautiful things about Baltimore. This is not one of them, but it's it's an important story to tell. And I thought it was very cinematic and I was, I was excited to get back and work in my hometown, but also tell a story that I, that I think is very, very relevant. And, uh, you know, and it was really just excited to get in there and, and, and mix it up. The response has been fantastic. It's been, you know, exceeded my expectations you know i mean I, I i knew obviously everyone sort of looks to the wire as say you know one of the greatest tv shows of all time it has such a cult following people were so you knew you had that built-in audience and i think you know david and simon had said in some together that this is like a coda to that you know that when they finished writing the wire that, You know, these characters weren't cops yet. You know, this is the next generation. This is what happens when you, when you, when, when all these activities that that you're doing as a department over time, this is the result of it. This is what you get. And so I thought that was a really, you know, just fascinating way to look at it. And it was, um, and I think the response has been fantastic. You know, for me, it's been great and and the show has has really been well received. And it's nice. You know, for me, it's great because. You know i've been acting since i'm 15 man you know and know. when you're acting since you're 15 it's kind of a you know i was telling this burn Paul, we just, i was texting with him the other day about it and i was saying you know it's, it's like a it's a weird thing when you start that young in the business it's, it's a blessing and a curse right yep. because like you know you, you get the success you do it and the, but then in this industry people are always trying to peg you you do this you do that and so whatever it is you're doing at this moment is what they want you to do well you know you played this character and this character's gay okay well you play gay characters now you're playing a lawyer okay now you're a lawyer right and now you're romantic and now you're doing comedy and now you're playing a bad guy they're always trying to like wherever your character is that you're playing right people like that's they have short attention spans that's what they remember so you're always looking for ways to to stretch yourself to just show your range as an actor and 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 I've, I've been able to do that throughout my career at certain moments here and there and a lot of times in the theater maybe not as many people see it but it's nice to get a role like this to just throw people a little bit of a curveball, you know, and just to sort of wipe out, you know, their memory of maybe what they think you are or what you do and just try to try to just live into a different world that it's a world that I, you know, I'm familiar with, you know. I'm comfortable in Baltimore, very comfortable. And so it, it felt like a real natural fit, and, and, and I'm excited that, you know, people are responding to it so well. As an actor, I, I feel a lot of pride about it, and a lot of my actor friends are really responding well to it, so I'm
0: happy. Well, you definitely have range. It's like Ray Lewis back in the day going from sideline to sideline. So, And hold your head high in the Big Apple today because the Orioles did defeat the Yankees finally. I saw that, 9-6. Yeah. Good, finally. Walk-off victory, so a nice way to end that series. I really appreciate your time after a really long day and look forward to seeing you again in person one of these days. I will. I'll
1: see you, (laughs) bud. Uh, Hold down the fort there. Tell those guys I said hey, and uh, thanks for having me on, all right,
0: Josh? I will. Next time we'll talk golf for about 20 minutes, okay? (laughs) Sounds good. All right, good to catch up with you. Josh Charles joining us here on Sports with Coleman. There he goes, right in the back of the limo, I believe, or the sedan. What a life.